0: The Velvet Hammer, an inside look at trial lawyer life with Karen Kohler, real life stories about fighting the good fight.
1: All right, I just finished a wrongful death deposition where I was rolling my eyes and having little fits as they asked stupid questions of my client. Like, is this a funeral bill? Yes, it's a funeral bill. What do you have to talk about? That? What's the most memorable part of the funeral? Are you freaking kidding me? It was, it was interminable. Anyway, we thought that we would talk about the very heady and interesting subject of, should I start dating again, Alicia?
0: I don't know. I think we'll have to investigate together. It's not really my place to say. I think that your children had enough say in your dating life when you were younger.
1: Yeah, let's tell them about how much (laughs) say you used to have in my dating life when you were younger. I think there was one letter in particular. One letter? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? I'm going to throw myself out the window.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. So my mom found a letter that I wrote to her when I was, I don't know, maybe 11. Um, And the letter was written after she'd had a conversation with all of us about how she was going to start dating again. And, you know, growing up, she always encouraged us to express ourselves, (laughs) stand your position, (laughs) to write out our thoughts and feelings and to really, yeah, argue for for our uh, point of view. And so I wrote a letter telling her that I did not accept the fact that she was going to date again and that, in fact, if she did, I would take my head off and just throw it out the window. Correct.
1: <laughs> she did. It was a very eloquent letter. One day we'll have to read it for the audience because it uh, it is very special. Aren't your girlfriends good enough? Aren't we good enough? What more could you possibly need? Not to be prejudiced, but why do you have to hang out with boys? <laughs> anyway, that was a long time ago. That was, that was a, not quite 20 years ago, but... I've been divorced for twenty years, a little over twenty years now, and have had uh, various boyfriends uh, here and there ever since. So the last one ended with a big kabush of explosion of nothingness about three months ago. And my formula is one month per year of grieving, if you want to call it that. So. It was a four-year relationship, so maybe I have another month to go. But, you know, after three months, I'm feeling pretty good again. But the question is, who would ever want to date a 60-year-old, 61-year-old female trial lawyer who's as busy as I am? I mean, how is that even possible? Let's talk about this. So my theory
0: is that you need to find someone who is either retired or going to be retired. Then they'll be too slow. Ideally, like someone who was like a five-star chef somewhere so they could cook for you and they would like cooking. (laughs) Um, And also someone
1: who like has their own life. Okay. But let's be honest, Alicia. Even though you are 30 years younger than me, how fun is it to do online dating? Be honest. It sucks. And explain.
0: (laughs) I don't know how to explain. And there's. It's an exhausting, never ending game that you
1: don't even want to win. Okay, just for the audience's curiosity's sake, I am quite short. I am five foot three and a half, probably more like five foot three now. Um, And. With um, black curly hair. My daughter is 5'9 or 5'10. I don't know. Not 5'10. Come on. A good 5'9 plus. Um, Blonde or brown, depending upon her mood. A little bit of pink going on in there right now, and pretty much drop dead gorgeous. As are all my children, but we're just talking about Alicia here. So drop dead gorgeous. So if she puts up her profile at age 30, she's going to get 1,793 people responding in the first day. On the other hand, this 61-year-old lawyer, (laughs) small person, is not going to get that unless it is... uh, you could go on silver singles. Oh, no. I will never go on silver <laughs> singles. <laughs> what is silver singles? It sounds terrible. I don't know. They were the ones that were spamming you. Oh, I yeah. Go. No, 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 no. <clears throat> okay, but so if it's hard for her, how much harder is it going to be for, like, let's, and the reason I want to talk about this is because trial lawyers don't have a lot of time.
0: Okay, so this is something that maybe it could be for another podcast, but I just feel like I don't understand that comment
1: like do I have time for my kids, my grandkids, my family my I girlfriends, just think that life is job. about
0: making time like it you make time if you want to be in a relationship you make
1: time for it all right, but I've already been in. A lot of relationships. Why should I get in another relationship? Because they're nice to be in. It's nice to have companionship. Yeah, it kind of is. I really wish that I could be a completely isolated little vanilla bean and never want to get out of my pod. But I always have this pull after a while that, oh, I want to be in a relationship again. You're romantic deep down, Mom. I am. All we watched was rom-coms
0: growing up. <laughs> I still watch. All them. you
1: read were those trash romance novels. Trash rom- romances. When you just have to read legal books all the time, <laughs> trash romances are a good escape. I've read every single Danielle Steele book that there is, and and she's a terrible writer. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's let's though so let's bring it back <laughs> to trial lawyer stuff because that's what we do here. Trialers are very different than the normal population in many respects. A, I work a lot. I mean, I work a lot, lot. Like, people will say that they work a lot, and when they come next to me, they go, I cannot believe that you work that much. So what's the, what's, how do you deal with that if you're trying to date? Well, you have a couple options.
0: A, you find someone who doesn't mind and truly doesn't mind versus someone who just says they don't mind but they actually do mind. <clears throat> <laughs> so that's option one. You're forthright about you're forthright about your needs and capacity early on in the relationship, which is something that I've recently learned how to do. Like the last time that I was like seriously looking for a partner I basically was like, yeah, I'm looking to be with someone who I can see like maybe once or twice a week and no more.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And my deal was you can't live with, I don't want to live with anybody right now. I mean, maybe ever, but certainly not at the beginning of a relationship. And I like the fact that you, well, I did move the last boyfriend so that he lived within half a mile from me, which was very handy, but you keep all your stuff at your own place. And I do kind of like the weekend relationships. Now, is that sustainable in the modern world? I think everyone's needs are different, and people, but people will say that that's fine, and then final, then. But things change, so it could fine. be
0: fine in the beginning, and then it could not be fine. And so I think that it's important to like you know check in with people about how they're doing. So option one would be find someone who seems to be. Not even okay with, but maybe also looking for the same thing that you're looking for, right? Like, there are other people who are also really busy and might feel the same way as you. Okay. Or the second option is be less busy. Work less.
1: Okay, what's the chances of that?
0: I'm just saying <laughs> it's an option just, and you have to exist that it is. You have to acknowledge that th- that option exists.
1: Okay, Tell me in what form of your imagination, you can imagine me changing my life. It's always been my secret hope. It's always been
0: my secret hope that this is my this has been always my hope for my mother is that she would meet someone that she would be willing to sacrifice one day of work
1: for. Oh my gosh, that just gives chills down my spine in a bad way. (laughs) Jesus. I hope I don't meet that person. I don't think, I don't think I don't think that's true. I don't think I can meet someone that I would take a day off of work for. Do you think I would? Yeah. Wow. Well, that day has not occurred yet. Just saying. I know. It hasn't even really occurred for your children. I know. Has it occurred for you? Would you change any of your plans for someone else?
0: It's not about that, though. That's the point. The point is that it wouldn't feel like a sacrifice. It would feel like something you wanted to do. Mm. I've always felt
1: it's like a sacrifice I know
0: but like my point is that I would hope that there might be one time in your life where it didn't feel like a sacrifice
1: so the biggest well the longest relationship I had was with your dad when we were married and when we were dating two things happened first of all I was third year law school he had just been released from the Sonics and um, was offered a very good job in Turkey he, he didn't want to go by himself, and he wanted me to go with him. Now, I did not say yes. I absolutely didn't even think I would say yes. I never even considered saying yes. I, in fact, said, no, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that because I have to finish law school. It wasn't even a debate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is that a bad sign? Should I have gone with them? No. That's oh. like an extreme example.
0: I'm talking about like one day of work. Not like skipping out on your whole law school and not becoming a lawyer. You said one that's... day of work per week. No, I didn't. I just said oh, one, day. one day.
1: Oh no, I could do one day. One day ever. I thought you meant like one day. Like of work you're just
0: per week. so in love that you're like, you wake up one morning and you're like, you know what? Today, I would rather spend the day with you than go to work. Like, I I hope for that.
1: I don't know that that's gonna happen.
0: Jesus.
1: <laughs> I'm a bad one I'm a bad one and then and so I really think that that's my main issue honestly because I don't, as aggressive as I am at work and chit-chat 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 all the time and bo- bo- well I am bossy no matter what but I don't really argue I don't like to argue outside of work I'm not a big kind of confrontational person I don't like a lot of fighting and disharmony I like things nice and easy when I'm out of work. I keep all my fighting in the ring,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so that's never been an issue for me. It's the time issue. What are the, what, I mean? And that manifests itself not only in the amount of time, but the quality of time that I work. I mean, the way that I am when I work. Like you were just sitting here, talking to me, mm-hmm. as I was eating lunch and I was answering an email.
0: Yeah, I closed her laptop and I told her that she should she should, talk to her daughter and not stare at her computer while she's eating. Mm-hmm. So but you kind of
1: have to force it sometimes. Maybe I have to do work on myself. How much, How? what do you think the possibilities are of me changing who I am? I think that if you really want to, you can, but you have to try extra hard because you're old as hell. <laughs> you brat. <laughs> All right, well, let's talk about another issue then, which is a sensitive issue, okay? Mm -hmm. How do you date when you are, I mean, this sounds elitist, and I don't even want to talk about it, right? But especially as a woman, when you don't need anything from the other person.
0: First of all, FYI, there's an app that I think you should be on that's called like Araya or something, and it's for like celebrities. (laughs) Okay. It's for okay. like
1: no. celebrities
0: and like just well-known like cool people and oh. like you, you have you can only get in through like invite only and I bet that
1: in terms of like old people <laughs> you can <could be, laughs> you can be on there. <laughs> okay, first of all, not a celebrity and not going on Mariah Mariah. I don't know what it's called. Whatever it's called. But there is that issue of how do you, how, how, there's that issue. Say it. Okay, I once dated a guy, one of the first guys I dated after I got divorced, again, early 20, early 2000s, who... What was his name? I forgot his name. Which one Alan. was it? Oh, Alan, the strawberry guy. Yeah, the, he brought, he brought the girls strawberries that were really slimy and they'll never, and they'll always remember that they hated them. They were moldy. Moldy. Um, anyway, he, uh, he... More or less broke up with me, although he wanted to get back together as soon as he did it because he felt that I made more money than he did and he was uncomfortable. Yeah.
0: And so that's a different thing. I mean, that's a generational different thing. That just sucks. And I wish that you. He was my age. I'm I'm saying that between my generation and yours, like that is something that I it exists. The concept of like men having to be the primary providers does exist in my generation, but especially here in Seattle, I feel like it is much less of a thing. And in fact, there are like men who exist who would be like perfectly happy being like a stay at home, <laughs> like situation. Well, it doesn't
1: even have to be stay at home. Every single one of my, my boyfriends since I've been divorced, um, since that, I, I mean, only started working after I got married. Um, every single one of my boyfriends after I got divorced have made less money than I do. And it really, I don't know if it was an issue or not. I know it was an issue with, I mean, this one we I should say about. for everyone, obviously it is not an issue for you. It's not, a, well, clearly it's not yeah. an issue for me. Yeah. As long as it's not an issue for them. If it's right. an issue for them, then it becomes an issue for me. Right. So how do you deal with that? Does that mean I can't date people that are my own age?
0: What? Why would it mean that? Well, you said it was generational. I just am observing that that is a challenge that you have that is unique to women in your generation who are dating.
1: What generation is that? Older one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you get around that, honestly. I think... All right. And then, so... Don't date lawyer. Don't date another lawyer because, like, they will never be as good as you. Like...
1: Well, not necessarily. There's some really great lawyers. Um, But the problem... You know, I had... One of my best boyfriends was a lawyer. Ed, right? And... But Ed worked at a totally different pace than I did. (laughs) Totally different pace kind of person.
0: I just think it's best... This is what I think. I think that... Because of this specific issue, what I meant when I said don't date a lawyer is it would be better if you could date someone that like wouldn't even ever compare themselves to you because you're so vastly different, right? Like date, that's why I think you need to date a retired or soon to be retired like five-star chef. Okay. Because your lives would be so different. You wouldn't ever compare them to each other.
1: Everyone I've ever dated has not been a lawyer. And Ed and I did not have problems because we were a lawyer. In fact, we got along fine on the he still works with me.
0: But like, okay, so your last boyfriend was a doctor. Right. Which is like a comparable, like lawyers and doctors are often they're comparable career types. You need to date someone who's like a tattoo artist. Or like, <laughs> like someone who's like, that's what I'm saying, like so different that they would never compare themselves to you.
1: Oh my god. <laughs> a tattoo artist? Yeah. Okay. But you see, there's so much more opportunity to have an open mind and more possibility when you're younger. I feel like when you get older, the parameters of what's available really dwindle. Like, for example.
0: For example.
1: Well, we've, we've done two examples. One is they, they should be busy or able to withstand someone that's very busy. So that's to be very independent. Number two they can't have a hang up over many issues. Number three, like there's all these things that you have to put in there. Like when I was younger, I didn't have, to, I didn't have a list of the things that weren't gonna work. Are you work. kidding
0: me? I have such a long list of well, things that
1: aren't gonna work. Oh my God. Are, are you them? kidding me? Can't
0: have cats, it's like an automatic no. Like well, if you have a cat, it's just no.
1: I don't have lists. I, I mean, when I was young, I had no list. That's why I had such a diversity of- I have
0: friends. a diversity of people that I've dated, but I do still have lists.
1: What should be on my list then? Let's talk about that. Uh... I say number one is has to be independent and and like being like not being codependent in a relationship. And
0: in that same vein, I think that I think it would be good for you to date someone who's a little more extroverted.
1: I only used to date extroverts, and then I I decided that maybe I should try not to go the narcissist route and go more introverted, and that caused just as much problems.
0: I just think I say that because I think that there's less... I don't know. Maybe that's not true, though, because I dated an extrovert who was a little codependent.
1: I don't think you can make generalities about extroverts or introverts. Yeah,
0: I think in general... But extroverts are more likely to have their own friends and life. And le- and so the pressure for you to be their whole everything, which is like just too much pressure to put on one person, especially one person who's really busy, is less likely.
1: I think that even if you don't say extrovert, I think that that is a very good thing to put on the list that the person has a really strong, vibrant network of family and friends.
0: Yeah. Or friends. On their own. You can't fault them if
1: they have a shitty family. Good point, but you know by the time you're as old, you're old, you should have established some kind of a support network of people that you are friendly with and like care about social life yeah. outside I mean, of the people that you do. and it's healthier for me if, and for you actually, if you have that. hmm Okay, I think that's good. Yeah. All right. Then there's the other ones that are again elitist sounding, but I mean intelligence,
0: yeah you have to have a brain companion
1: <laughs> well, I like how you say that brain companion is important mm-hmm. and then I've, done, I've been dealing with these kind of slightly depressed people um, in my relationships and it's never bothered me at all but sometimes I think it bothers them that I'm not depressed what do you think?
0: I think that, that this, is, this is what I think I think that very little bothers you and that that's part of the problem (laughs) because you don't know, because it's like, Oh, well that doesn't bother me. But like,
1: do you like it? (laughs) Like, (sighs) I, I think it's because having survived mom, you know, mom is mom, mom was mom is difficult to live with. She's a dysfunctional parent. And when you develop, when I develop my survival skills, I've learned to tune a lot of it out Mm -hmm. so I don't if you ask me what do you want it's really hard for me to even tell you in words because I'm so easy to please Mm -hmm. I think but then ultimately maybe I'm not I just don't think about it it's not on the conscious level
0: yeah that sounds like you need to do some deeper reflection I don't
1: want to do any more deeper reflection I'm 61 the clock is ticking and not to have a baby.
0: You're going to Hawaii. You're going to be able to do some deep reflection while you're in the pool there, I think.
1: Another issue. My <laughs> houses.
0: What's an issue about that?
1: Well, I mean.
0: This is why you need to date someone who's retired or going to be soon they retired. Even, they
1: can't have a job where they have to go into their, their same work. Otherwise, they'd never be able to come, all, come along with me.
0: But work for so many people has become flexible
1: now. Yeah. Okay, so we haven't run out of possibilities yet. Okay, but then the biggest test of all, my children must like them. That's
0: not true. That's
1: never happened. It's not
0: true. We don't have to. Your last boyfriend, we all learned to tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> big praise. Big praise from the kids. We all learned to tolerate. And like, I did like him to a certain extent. Like, but I think that now that we're all older and your your boyfriends impact us less because, you know, when you're kids, it's a bigger deal, I think. But we're all older now. You think? Chop your
1: head off <laughs> and throw it out the window, think?
0: We're all older now. And so because it impacts us less, I think most – I mean, we just want you to be happy. So to that end, we do care because I think – you know, like we were just talking about, it's certain things where it's like, why is she with this person? Well, it doesn't bother you, but like from our perspective, we can't really see that it is making you actually truly happy.
1: Okay, well, what do you think would make me happy? Someone who makes you laugh a lot. I do like to laugh. Yeah. All the time. So I guess the moral of this podcast story is Of course, as you know, my mission is to show that lawyers are real real people, too, which is why we talk about all this stuff, including things as private as dating. Alicia and I decided that we'd probably continue the dating episode. We could talk about some old boyfriends, some old dating. Maybe I'll read you her hysterical letter. By the way, when she wrote me that horrible letter, Noelle sent me this beautiful little (laughs) card that she, you know, Noelle, who was three years younger, almost three years younger, so she's like eight
0: Noelle was the peacemaker of the family and I was the podster.
1: I really think that you should do whatever you want. I support you in every way. You know, my eight year old and then there's Alicia having the major meltdown and Christina of course couldn't remember anything about it. But the bottom line is, is, that being a busy lawyer involves a lot of juggling. It never ends. You're always trying to make time to fit everything important in and you don't always succeed as much as you would like. But other times you do, really pretty good considering all that you're, you're trying to juggle. And at the end of the day, I um, I don't really feel any need to date because I invested enough time in my children and my children are so, were just so naturally wise, I guess, or whatever you want to say, that we just have a very, you know, all very, very close relationship. So I never feel lonely.
0: Or well, what alone. if,
1: like, an earthquake wiped out
0: all three of us, but you survived?
1: Well, then I'd have Liam and Sophie. And, and Liam and my, Sophie. My, bro- my, Okay, horrible thing, <laughs> by the way, to talk to the trailer traveler about dead children, since that's a common occurrence in my work life, and I hate that. I hate it. It's the worst thing ever.
0: I'm just saying.
1: I don't want to think about it. Um, It'd be good for you to have a companion. That said, these kind of issues... Happen to lawyers too. That's all my point. I'm trying to take the mystery out of it. I don't have any good answers. In fact, if you were to be a psychologist and, and go analyze this whole little podcast that just happened, you would probably want me to come in once a week for a while. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and work on some of these underlying issues. But we will continue to update you. At this point, I have no inclination to go on a date. Mainly because I'm going to Hawaii for three weeks and then coming back and going to New York and then blah, 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 blah. Um, So I'm going to procrastinate for a while and not go on any dates. That's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to live vicariously, Alicia, through you. Over and out.